Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 15th of August, 2023 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Huge hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers, both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Our dry spell of the summer months is coming to a close. Pitch workshops for the September show are coming up, and the show will have the theme, Piece of Cake. And Vincent will be guiding our storytellers towards perfection. Have a look on the website, hongkongstories.com, for a link to the workshops. The show will be on September 21st at the Fringe Club. And speaking of workshops, our usual free workshops are still around, but in September we'll be hosting a paid workshop as well. This will be a three-hour intensive workshop that will explore what storytelling is and why it can help to improve our lives, believe it or not. Participants will also work on their own stories in this process. The workshop will take place on Saturday, September 23rd. Details can be found on the website, hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with the story told live on stage in February 2022 in a show that had the theme Lost in Translation, here is Sidant. I was 22 years old and I was working in a quiet town in eastern India on construction of a bridge. It was a quiet town, nothing really happened there. Uh, the work was alright, but the social life was abysmal. The, to put it in words of a friend, this place is two hours away from where I would rather not be. <laughs> that year, a friend of mine was getting married in Mumbai. I thought this was my chance to go back to civilization. I got on the phone with three other friends and we decided to land in Mumbai a day before the wedding so that we could gallivant around the city. Couple of weeks later, I landed in Mumbai at 11 o'clock in the night. I was famished. I picked up a packet of biryani from the airport and shortly after, my friends picked me up in a local taxi. There was a lot of catching up to do between the four of us. So we spoke about work, social life and of course sex that I'd not had any for the last one year. <laughs> our, our driver, he picked up on our conversation and offered to take us to, the, to an infamous uh, red light area in Mumbai. <laughs> we looked at each other, excited but a bit shy. And the, fr- and the, fr- and the friend sitting on the front seat construed our confusion for consent. (laughs) He instructed the driver to take us to the dark side of the town. It was nearly midnight. I was squished between two friends on the back seat of the taxi. A little ceramic idol of a Hindu goddess sat on the dashboard and stared right back at me. (laughs) The streets had quietened down. All we could hear was the distant rumble of cargo trucks entering the city, an intermittent howling of the dogs. The city was falling asleep. It it was then the taxi driver took a left turn into a narrow lane and stopped. He turned around in his seat and said, Sir, you can get down here. Go upstairs. Take your time. No rush. (laughs) Four of us got out of the taxi and looked at the old shanty building standing in front of us. It was a three-story structure. Uh, A string of red bulbs adorned the balconies. I could see women in bright yellow and red saris emerging from one door and disappearing into another. Their dark bronze skin, oiled hair, 
and garish lipstick gleamed under the red light. One of them caught me looking at her, and she smiled. Seemed like she knew what uh, this was my first time. I peeled my eyes away from her and braced myself to enter this place. Uh, we noticed a narrow, dimly lit staircase at the foot of the building and started walking towards it. Couple of steps more, and I will be on the wrong side of the law. My scrawny, twenty-two-year-old body started to quiver with excitement, fear, and nervousness. It was my first time at the brothel, but the other guys seemed confident. Whereas I, uh, how do I put it? it? I haven't had a lot of experience with women and their bodies. So, with the biryani dangling by my side, <laughs> and and the backpack riding on my back, I quietly followed my seemingly confident friends. With every step up the staircase, my head grew heavy with thoughts. I have always maintained a spotless character record in my life. The younger cousins in the family look up to me. My parents are proud of the kind of person I have turned out to be. Am I going to throw this away for a night's debauchery? I've seen news clips of police cracking down in the red light areas and men hiding their faces as they are dragged out of the brothel and into the police van. Could could that happen to me? Am I going to risk uh publicly shamed for uh to satiate my carnal desires? My penis gave a resounding yes. <laughs> but but my brain advised caution <laughs> we reached the door at the top after what seemed like the longest staircase journey of my life one of my friends gently opened the door stuck his head inside as if to announce our arrival and then pushed it wide open the pimp looked at me and then at the packet of biryani I could tell he has never seen anyone walk into his brothel with a takeaway. <laughs> he asked us to sit down on a large brown leather sofa which was lined in L shape in the corner of the room. The sofa was full of food crumbs and little white dried specks of some glutinous fluid. Yes, I cautiously sat down and felt something crunch under my buttocks. The place was a mess. I remember thinking my mother would have hated this place. <laughs> I also remember thinking, why would my mother come to this place? <laughs> there were a couple of other men in the room with us. One of them had his shirt buttoned down till his cleavage, exposing his glorious chest hair. He looked at me and smiled. Once all of us settled down, about a dozen women filed into the room. The room seemed quite small now. Uh, the women stood there with their fingers interlocked in front of their crotch. Some women stared at us. Some women stared at the wall behind our heads. I looked up at them sheepishly, darting my eyes from left to right. I was too ashamed to look them in the eye. I lowered my gaze, and now I was scanning the region below their neck. And that is when I saw the largest pair of breasts I had ever seen. <laughs> Men would point fingers, finger at the women they, uh, of their choice, and then disappear into another room with them. 
the pimp approached one of my friends and uh, asked him if he was interested in any girl. My friend dragged his body back, hauled his large arm on the back of the sofa, acting cool, and said, I like the one in red. We were surprised and impressed. This filled us with courage. One by one, all my friends disappeared into other rooms with the women, leaving just the pimp and a couple of other women in the room. The well-endowed woman was still there. The pimp sensed my leanings, and he ordered the other two women to go into other room. Uh, now it was just me and her. A war broke out in my mind. I'm not going to have sex once I go back to that godforsaken place for weeks, for months, even maybe years. Come on, Sadanti, you have survived for sex the longer. But it's just a question of one night. This could be the night when the police arrives. Okay, how about this? I just want to see large breast. You will get your chances. It's a long life. Final argument. I'm really horny right now. You're also hungry. Go home and feed yourself. I took a deep breath and decided to leave. The pimp looked at me and nodded his head. You have hit a real low in life when you have disappointed a pimp. <laughs> I walked out of the door and I saw a scrawling in, on the walls of the staircase. It was written in Hindi, but it meant, Life is too short to waste your time in traveling. Stay home and masturbate. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> one by one, all my friends filed out of the brothel. The taxi driver was waiting for us there. We got into the taxi. I was again squished on the back seat of the taxi, hearing jokes at my expense. But their jokes did not bother me. I was going to go off to my little quaint town in no time. What happens in Mumbai stays in Mumbai. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>